with a vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Following our last episode, we're going to continue to get a different look at Supervision with a Vision co-hosts. Today, I'm interviewing Sarah. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. Okay, so my first question for you is, did you have a book that made a great impact on your life? I did. This book specifically had an impact on the way that I'm a counselor. Yes. Okay. Um, so the book that I think continues to impact or change the way that I'm a counselor is Partners in Play. Okay. Terry Cotman's Adlerian Approach to Play Therapy. I did not read that book as a new counselor, but probably, I don't know, maybe five to seven years in. Mm-hmm. I really love the first chapter. Have you read it? I've read it, but remind me, what, what about the first chapter struck so you? So the first chapter is really a narrative of Terry's experience becoming oh, yes. a play therapist. Yes, okay. And what I love about it is I think that it's relatable to lots of other counselors, but it felt really relatable to my experience mm-hmm. learning to be a play therapist. Terry's story is that she was working on her master's degree and interested in play therapy and very new to the idea and working with clients in that way. Uh, through her school, they asked her to start working with the child client. Right. And she felt kind of unprepared, but she felt like they gave her kind of a crash course. Okay, here's how to get started. She started doing play therapy with this child and she said she just felt awkward or not herself Mm -hmm. and that she tried to do what they were asking, the school was asking her to do her professor for a couple of sessions and then she gradually branched off from that a little bit and felt like uh-oh I'm I'm breaking the rules right. here I'm doing something right I'm not doing wrong. this yeah. yeah through that process she learned who she was as a play therapist right. early on as a play therapist I did fit the model that I saw at school and saw in conferences and and matched that mostly and then one of my very first sites that I was at was a juvenile detention center okay so it played out real quick right immediate example of we're not going to have a bobo right we don't have that the here. juvenile detention center right. with these teenage boys right. who are right. um, locked up mm-hmm. really it was a high um, acuity that's not what they call a detention center but right. um, high intensity clientele and so I still want to be a play therapist but I had to figure out how to be my kind of play therapist right and also fit the kinds of clients that I was trying right. to work with in that environment too because you weren't mm-hmm. going to have a play right. therapy room right so we had crayons mm-hmm. and paper which I had to take back up at the end of every <laughs> time and a couple of other things but really what I ended up doing I I think that this was really empowering and helped me to see what it was to be a counselor on a different level I had to use myself more and more as a tool within the counseling sessions right. and I could still be playful and right. it could still be play but it, it had to look different mm-hmm. I, and I had to let myself be the kind of play therapist that I was going to be I think it meant a lot when I read that um, to me as a counselor in my growth but I also still use it now with other supervisees mm-hmm. like you don't have to be a Sarah play therapist just because I'm your supervisor. Right. You can be the you play therapist. Right. And find out what works best for mm-hmm. each situation. Mm-hmm. I love so it. So I, I recommend supervisees read that even if they're not leaning towards Adlerian play therapy. Right. 
right. just for that. Right, just to benefit. see that someone can do it differently. Mm-hmm. I love it. So when in your career or schooling or education did you decide, hey, I want to go into therapy? Um, I think it was kind of organic. I lucked out because I did not have someone immediately pointing me in the right direction. I just kind of lucked out. In high school, I did a lot of service. I wouldn't call it service work. I did a lot of things like volunteering and helping. Okay. I didn't know this until I was out of high school. And in my high school, each team was required to do some volunteer work. Okay. I had no idea. Right. My coach just figured out basically the most convenient way to help us all get that done. We had the special education classes come to the pool Mm -hmm. and we taught them to swim. Awesome. I thought it was so much fun. And all of those kids who I otherwise would not probably not have met were my friends. Mm -hmm. And we would wave and say hi to each other and, uh, you know, in packing in school. And so I had fun with them. I did other things where I was working with people and helping Mm -hmm. people. So that started that path. Um, A lot of high school teachers of mine actually asked me where I was going to school to learn to be a teacher. And at the time I went, "Uh, no, no, I don't want to do that. (laughs) Ironically, now as a supervisor (laughs) and teaching, I'm doing lots of teaching. But at the time I thought that meant in a classroom, I don't know, grading papers or something. something Yeah, it didn't sound fun. Right. So I started um, my undergraduate and I remember I told my advisor, I don't really know what I want to do. I was a pretty directionless 18 year old. Mm-hmm. I wanted to hang out with my friends, drive around. That's probably what you were supposed to do. Right. <laughs> um, so I told her I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was pretty good with people and I had fun working with people. So I thought that was probably a something good, good. Yeah. And she signed me up for a business communication class. Hmm. And she said, this is a really good one. You're lucky that you got into to this class because this is a really good teacher. And I remember it was like one of those big auditorium classes, which I didn't have very many of. It was, she was a good teacher. It was a fun class. But I, I remember I walked out of that very first class and right back to my advisor's office, like directly mm-hmm. and said, nope. So sorry, not for me. That was fun. That was a cool, she, she's a good teacher, but I don't want to take any more of those. Right. That's not That's it. not what I want. She asked me a couple more questions and she put, she set my schedule for the next semester. Mm-hmm. Um, what did she, I think she must have included some kind of like helping professionals class. intro class right. okay and after that she asked me like okay how was that one compared to the first mm-hmm. time and I went yep that's okay, it that's better that's, that's a good it fit. um so even then after I finished my undergrad I still didn't really know it was mm-hmm. kind of a shot in the dark and I applied to a lot of different schools because I wanted to get farther away from my hometown okay so I I'm from Texas uh North Texas mm-hmm. And I went to North Texas. Mm -hmm. And so when I applied for graduate schools, I applied to Madison, Wisconsin, uh, University of Colorado at Denver, University of Alabama, University of South Florida, and one other one I can't remember. Okay. Intentionally far away. Okay. And I lucked out because I loved the program that I went to and I got great experience. And I went there because it was close to the beach. Mm -hmm. Good choice. That was it. (laughs) So I lucked out. You lucked out that it was the right program. And I I even think, um, you know, compared to social work, or psychology or right. a different similar helping profession I feel like I I landed in the right spot that's awesome counseling was the right thing for me it just all came together in the mm-hmm. perfect little format all right our next question is is there something in your office that you love oh okay um maybe I kind of have it's a, it's funny maybe it's a weird thing okay it says a lot about me I guess <laughs> um I am not ha, historically have not been great at keeping plants alive okay but I right now have two real actual live plants okay. in my office and they're living they're still alive <laughs> one of them um actually came from an important friend's funeral okay so I am close to her family and after the funeral close enough that I was like helping clean up mm-hmm. and right you know probably the last 
person to leave and someone said can you help us and take some plants? some of some plants because right. we now have this house full of flowers right. and plants and whatever right and i took one that was i thought in kind of a cute little pot and it's green and mm-hmm. i thought man maybe i'll be lucky and i'll keep this one alive and you did and it's been years now and i think the the funny i mean that's already kind of an interesting <laughs> reason to love something in my right. office but um i talked to it okay it's your own little personal confidant it is <laughs> so my friend that passed away is patty okay and so i talked to the plant and i call it patty uh-huh. and patty was i think um not i think she was she's a helper also okay so in life and now in death, I talk to Patty and I and we are exasperated together and we go like, why is the healthcare system like this? Or, right. you know, so right. she she uh, was a hospice nurse. Oh wow! And had a huge heart. And so it's a cool we thing. Just, to, yeah, we we have little conversations by ourselves sometimes. All right, we're gonna mix it up a bit with a different question. Okay. If you could hire help and you can hire it for doing all of your laundry for the rest of your life, or a chef to cook every meal for the rest of your life or someone to take care of landscaping no matter where you live what Uh would you choose this is funny it's making me laugh while you're asking this because all the things that you just listed i kind of enjoy (laughs) i like doing laundry because i think it's fun to feel productive while i'm watching a movie and hanging out with my dog okay and i like to cook even at the end of a busy day i come home and cook dinner because it's a way that i unwind okay and even though I'm admittedly not great at it. I do like to kind of dig around in the yard and I have like so, my little herbs and stuff that I grow. I guess we'll change it then. What kind of help oh. do you really need? Well, <laughs> I was going to say I do. And this is why I think it's kind of funny that you would ask that. The thing that I would pay someone to do if I just had a little you right. know, extra cash laying around and could find right. someone that would be the perfect match would actually be to edit the podcast. Oh, yes. That would be a mm-hmm. lovely thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it's sometimes it's time consuming and I have to sit still and have a lot of focus to do it like I can't have other noises or distractions right. and so sometimes I'm, I just get worn I just go like ah I just right. wish someone could help me with this right this needs to end mm. okay what was your last purchase oh um well okay the last purchase I'm, I am on this a bit of a minimalism kick mm-hmm. so I've been trying not to shop good too much so the last thing I bought was probably boring um a, a container of glucosamine tablets for my dog <laughs> okay so Molly is important <laughs> uh, Molly is 13 and she's wearing out her mm-hmm. little parts are wearing out right. some, some days she moves a little slower so she gets a little half of a glucosamine tablet awesome. every morning the constant caretaker <laughs> yeah, uh, she's kind of, I mean, she's marching along at 13, but she has little aches and pains. And so she is kind of a high maintenance dog at this point. She gets melatonin, glucosamine, fluoride water, and antacid in her food every morning. Okay. Soft food, because otherwise she'll get spit out the antacid. She oh, so licks she it and spits the, it out. Right. kind of needs a lot of it's a labor upkeep. of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Is there some time in life that something surprised you? A surprise. I, I'm really trying to give you an answer here. I don't know if I've ever had a true surprise. Has anyone ever tried to surprise you and you figured it out? No. Maybe I'm surrounded by people who don't appreciate surprises. surprises. Maybe. So they don't like them and they don't give them. Maybe right. Because they just don't. Not. So now I have to know. Do you ever want to be surprised? Sure. <laughs> I don't have a problem with surprises. 
Okay. Do you have a most embarrassing moment that you would mind sharing with our listeners? That's hard. I make mistakes and am goofy all the time. But I also think that I don't usually get that embarrassed about it. But okay, I can think of one that's kind of recent. I don't know if it would be my most embarrassing moment, but it definitely says a lot about me. How many years ago was this? Maybe four years ago? Okay. It must have been a very funny day. I typically work out in the morning. And this day, for some reason, I was working out in the middle of the day. In the middle of a class of maybe five or six people with one person leading the class Mm -hmm. and where the five or six of us are all busy doing things and if I remember right I was doing pretty well I thought I was like having a pretty good workout so I was excited about that in the middle of the workout someone stuck their head in and said hey do you does anyone here drive a right and I thought "Uh uh-oh yes that's me again I was pretty focused Mm -hmm. and a split second of realizing maybe that was me she was talking about and she said because that car is rolling across the parking lot oh gosh (laughs) so most of my life I have driven a standard transmission car Mm -hmm. and I left it in neutral and did not put your brake the brake on alrighty so I I was in all this workout gear which was kind of hard to move in and I ran out the front door and ran to my car which is still moving and rolling backwards (laughs) and had to jump in and and pull the emergency brake really quickly I mean luckily it didn't hit anything right and it didn't go too far okay. it did roll till the middle of a pretty big shopping center right. parking lot which luckily was mostly empty um, but um yeah so that could be i guess i think that could be a most embarrassing mm-hmm. moment uh, coming back in to finish the workout was embarrassing yeah. when you had to like, revisit yes that was me sorry yeah, folks that was me Yes, my car rolled like, I don't know, I would say 25 meters backwards. Okay, pretty that's good pretty distance. far. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think our last question today is going to be, what three items could you not live without? Oh, I don't know. Three things I couldn't live without. Dog. Okay. My dog. And I have to say dogs. I was, if you say dogs, that's yeah, fine. <laughs> both of them. Molly and Shiner. Maybe, this is hard for me to pick, but I have a really awesome pillow right now. Okay. That I think if I had to go back to not a non-awesome pillow. You wouldn't sleep well. It and would be deal. a rough transition. Okay. All right. Um, does that count as three? Or nope. do you want me to think of one more? One more. You can do it. Um, loose leaf tea. Oh, yes. You so I'm tea. a big tea mm-hmm. drinker. I mean, I can, I enjoy a tea bag, but I really, really like, and it feels like nice, soothing self-care and kind of indulgent mm-hmm. when I get to brew a, a cup of tea with my little infuser with gotcha. a loose leaf. I so. love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, thanks. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.